So I was born here in this country and it's where my heart lies. I was born actually in a particularly beautiful part of it. And all my loves and all my hates are many of my loves and many of my hates are here. The way this place aspires, the way that it's cruel. But my heart lies elsewhere too. That way. I'm relatively sure now. <laughs> I was raised with that kind of an education. It wasn't just that when I went to summer camp and youth group that pe people were beating me over the head about the importance of Israel. But when I was old enough to understand every time I opened a sitter, I orientated my body to the east. And that my, my heart kept turning that way too. And after a while it became a habit. Like many people, I live there. Like many people, my wife is from there. And so for me, what it means in a large part to have a Jewish identity is to have a whole heart in two places. And we've been doing that since the beginning, back and forth, here and there. There was almost never a time when we weren't both here and also over there at the same time. We're a people with whole, a whole heart and two lands, Egypt, Babylon, France, Germany, Morocco, Uganda, also here, but always, always, somehow or another, eyes on Jerusalem. Which means that I stand here heartbroken. I stand here heart sick. I know, by the way, that all of you are worried right now what's going to come out of my mouth. <laughs> you know, because that's the state of affairs that we're in, that you can't even talk about it in a certain kind of a way without people leaping up and people being torn down. It's precisely that phenomenon in the thick of it that I want us to talk about tonight, that I want us to reflect on it. Years ago, I heard its teaching that changed my life. Totally changed the way I understood what the world was and what I was supposed to be in it. And it goes like this. You know, if I had two hearts, like I have two arms and two legs, I'd fill one with love and the other with hate. But since I have only one, I have no choice but to fill it with love. It's a radical teaching, a profound one. And what saves it from being something nice that you put on the fridge is the truth of the entirety of the statement because the world deserves both our love and our hate. It is a place that is awesome and awful and not always in equal measure. God help us. We are in many moments overflowing in such a way that we don't even know which way to turn. But the teaching of this particular Torah is such that it says, despite the evident heart truth of the world, we have to choose which heart that we want to step into the world with. It's upon us to decide who it is that we want to be. And when the story of our life is told at Beit Din Shalmala, at the end of our life, I truly will believe that we'll ask, with which heart did you live? 
The heart filled with hate or a heart filled with love? I wonder which heart is most in evidence in this moment. Listen, the New Testament got something right. I got a lot right. I don't mean to insult any Christians in the audience. Please, the New Testament is a wonderful document, which I respect highly. I was just, as an outsider, caveat, caveat, caveat. By their fruits you shall know them, and the last 25 years in Israel, Palestine have borne bitter fruit. To sink your teeth into it is to taste and to shiver on your tongues. And while the rockets and the bombs are flying, I go online until the eternal everywhere and every now of the internet and just the torrent of vitriol that overflows every Facebook post that I see. It seems self-evident to me which heart is in attendance here. Do you know what I mean? The world cries out for a change of heart. And we have to be that change of heart. And so the question I have for you in this moment is what does it mean in the midst of pain and suffering while people are dying and also in the tomorrow when the bombs stop dropping and everything goes back to normal, a totally unsustainable status quo, where will our hearts be and which will we choose to lead with? A heart full of love is a heart on the line. A heart full of activism. A heart full of both listening and doing. A heart that is willing to have omets lev, courage of heart. A heart that's willing to step forward into the fray. And what I mean is something like this, you know, this whole thing started, at least some, most people say it started with the evictions in Sheikh Jarrah, one of the neighborhoods of East Jerusalem. I've been in Sheikh Jarrah a decade ago when the evictions were already happening and seeing what was going on and seeing what seemed at least to me to be like incredible heartlessness as families were put out in the street. Now you might be ready to stand up and disagree with me and say, you don't understand. You don't even know what you're talking about. The legally, the, the, the buildings belong to Jews when, while the Ottoman Empire still existed and it's only restriction of properties. Who are you, Rabbi, to speak in this kind of way? You know what? You might be right. I'm just a rabbi. I'm not a legal scholar of Israeli law. But when you stand up to poke holes in what I say, which heart are you speaking with? And speaking of families in distress, we have friends, we have family whose children are sleeping in bomb shelters tonight who are afraid. And you can get up and say, well, really, they deserved it. It's been decades. It's been a century of Israeli oppression of Palestinians. What did you expect? And I'll say, listen, I don't have a PhD in foreign policy. I can't analyze the conflict from top to bottom. But which heart are you speaking with when you can't see the fear in the eyes of children in Tel Aviv and Gaza?
We are wrong-hearted and wrong-footed for so much of the way that we're taught to approach this world. I was taught. Rahman alibabai. Which is Talmud for God wants the heart. And what I think it means to be a spiritual community is to lead with your heart. And so in this moment where so many people are acting in a way that hurts the heart, I adjure us to have courage of the heart. I believe that we must be a community that puts our heart on our line for what we believe. In the stages right now, if you were to ask me what that is, I certainly have ideas about this, but ultimately it's something that's going to come from all of us. And the way that we'll know that we're doing it correctly is that we'll ask ourselves, with which heart are you speaking right now? When you make this point, when you make that point, when you make this donation, when you make that donation, when you sign this petition, when you sign that petition, when you engage in true activism. And we will know that we're acting with hearts full of love when we answer what we're looking towards is a future a future of dignity, a future of equality. Not only because I personally believe that's the best way to ensure long-term safety for the state of Israel and a country that I love, but also because dignity and equality are the values closest to our heart. Where is your heart right now? Can two hearts beat as one? I'm sorry for the cheesy song lyric, I really apologize. But it just seems like our heartbeats are hitting against each other and the idea is actually to get into a kind of harmony of heart. I ask us to be that community who is willing to work towards the just future in which we believe even though what people say to us, what they call us, what they might accuse us of doing, because this day, these days you can't do anything regarding Israel-Palestine without being accused of something awful. Despite the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune, right, and internet posts and emails to the board, no matter what it means, that we have heart. And for those of you, by the way, who are losing heart, who look at what happens in the Middle East and are done with it, we're like, I can't even deal with it anymore. It just seems intractable. I'm being asked to be part of something in which I don't necessarily believe, in which I don't necessarily even want to be. The one thing that I want to say is that part of what it means to be Jewish is to let people across the world have a claim upon your heart. I just don't think we have a choice in the matter. This week's Parsha speaks about the service of the Levi'im the entire tribe that was devoted to God and says about them, Netunim, Netunim, Hema, they are doubly committed to their service. Can we be doubly committed to where our moral hearts, to where our spiritual hearts, to where our compassionate hearts lead us? I believe so. I believe that's the point of spiritual community. To take the shadow off of our hearts and to lead with hearts full of love.
By the way, he's here right now. I know he's wondering, he's got a camera. <laughs> but Geely Getz is going to be speaking after dinner. His heart's been in this conflict for a long time. He is both Israeli, but he represents combatant of, combatants for Pete's. He's a playwright. He um, wrote a play called Forbidden Conversations, specifically about American Jews, right? And the hard difficulty of talking about Israel. So if your heart leads you, stay here after we have your sort of the BYO dinner to listen to Gili's heart. Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom.